Welcome to Kaya, the college and young adult ministry of Midtown Baptist Temple, a ministry seeking to pursue a deeper faith in Jesus Christ through God's Word, fellowship, and prayer. All right, guys. Uh, it's good to be here this morning, isn't it? Um, guys, wasn't this past few days, this last weekend, just awesome? Wasn't it awesome? Um, that was such a fun retreat. Like, that was, it was a, it was so fun. I've only actually, that was only my second one. I've been here for like four years now, and uh, our baby was born the last time it came around, so that was the only second one I got to go to, and like, I am never going to miss a fall retreat ever again. Now that I, there's complete clarity about how fun it actually is. Um, yeah, uh, I got to room with uh, Uriah and Wyatt and Elijah Davison, and um, I, I say this honestly, I'll never forget those three nights with those dudes. <laughs> um, the only thing about retreat, though, guys, is that, you, you know, you, you're doing stuff nonstop, you're, you're, you're eating all this good food, there's three meals a day, um, and then you get home and your body's like, what have you done to me, right? <laughs> and I, on our way back, we were, my wife and I were leaving, I had this horrible migraine, like, the second we started leaving the campsite. And I was leaning over my, uh, my, my lap, and I was, I was just, like, angry and, and like, in tons, of, in tons of pain. And my wife was being so sweet, and she's asking me, like, well, did, you know, did you, did you drink enough water? And, and, I was, and I was like, I drank plenty of water. <laughs> Water's not the problem here. And then I had this flashback to the last three days. And I could only remember drinking two glasses of water <laughs> in three days. And so next year, I'm going to drink tons of water and, and not have a miserable first hour back to Kansas City. But um, anyway, could you guys raise your hands if you went to retreat? Can you all, if, if you were there? Okay, so a lot of us made it. But not everybody was able to. Um, and if, if you're new to Kaya, if you're here right now, what we do after we go on these retreats, we go on them a couple times a year, uh, is we take the Sunday after to share testimonies for a few individuals who, you know, who, who have a testimony to share, right? They reflected on what God showed them, uh, and then they share it, and it's, it's very vulnerable, um, and it's very real, and it's edifying. It's going to minister to all of us who are here in this room today, um, and we're going we're gonna to get right into that in just a second. Um, before we do, silence your cell phones, tape your tin water bottles to your chest, <laughs> We don't want to hear one tin water bottle hit the floor this morning, all right? Um, so, yeah, uh, we'll get into it. The very first person who's going to go is Jonathan Best. There you go, bro. I was scared I was going to be first. <laughs> also, uh, thanks for reminding me, talking about food. Um, uh, I need that white chicken chili recipe. Like, really, like, I don't know who to talk to, but, like, okay, uh, whoever Haley is, I need that recipe. Um, retreat was really good for me. Um, it, it's, it's a part of a process God has been working in me. Um, and then this process started with D2 LFBI plug, um, which is, like, D2 is probably, like, the best thing I've done in my life, aside from getting saved and baptized. Like, every time I go and hearing about what... God wants me to be. Um, every week, I always think, so I've just been living my life wrong, haven't I? Um, but it's, it's amazing. 
But um, so at retreat, I learned from Dan that, you know, he's talking about the church ages. And, you know, the first night I was like, well, maybe I'm, I'm a little bit of these first ones. And then he starts talking about Laodicea. And I was like, oh, well, yep, there I am. So, and, and God has started this process through me. So I'm not like starting in Laodicea, but I'm not out of Laodicea. So I need to get out of Laodicea is, um, is what I took away. You know, it's still not okay, the lukewarmness in me. And through Brandon's sermons, you know, it's a a reinforcement that I need to love God more than anything else. Um, And uh, during his sermons, I got convicted because I'm I'm a little bit of that thorny ground. You know, I'm not the good soil bringing forth fruit. Um, For a while in my life, I've been okay not sharing the gospel, and that's not okay. Um, Let's see, I kind of skipped over my notes all weird. I don't know why I did that. I'm confused. but yeah, so so this process that's been going through me, you know, through D2, and then Eric's singleness class is another thing I've been doing, and in that class, God's been teaching me how to pursue him, um, and what, like, right, quiet times are looking like, you know? Um, and so so all these together is kind of just changing my life, you know? And this is all starting this semester. I don't know. I'm, I'm bad at looking at people. I'm, I don't know. That's weird. Um, but uh, there was kind of like a third little part during retreat, you know, because I was talking with Braden super late at night um, and early in the morning. Um, but uh, I, we were discussing, and I found out that years ago I gave my actions to God, right? I said, like, I'm going to obey God. But I never gave him my feelings. And so there was a part of me that just hated life, did not want to live. And I, um, I was in a phase of life for years without God's joy. And, um, and I called it, uh, I'm alive because God told me I couldn't kill myself, you know? And so it's, it is a, in a warped way. It's a, you know, I'm obey to serve God, but it's not the joy of the Lord. You know, and if, and if I want to disciple someone someday, which I do, um, I don't want to pass it on. And so I was talking with Braden, we prayed, and so I'm exiting that old phase, and I'm entering a new phase, and I, I was thinking last night, I have no idea what to call this new phase, um, because I... I was going to say, oh, well, you know, I'm in a new phase of living for the Lord, but uh, Mark Trotter taught a couple years ago, we don't do that. We let God live through us. So this new phase I'm in, I don't know, it's God's newness, I guess. Um, If any of you guys have a good name for it, talk to me. But it's a phase of just submission to God, you know, submitting to what he has and having his joy in me and actually, you know, wanting to live, which sounds kind of, you know, a little immature that I was, you know, not wanting to live and I was saved, you know. But, yeah, so that's it. Thank you, bro. Um, Man, Jonathan, that was awesome, dude. Um, How many of you guys can relate to that? Right? I can. I can relate to that at certain parts of of my own life, um, even after being saved in in some, you know, instances. Um, and, man, I don't think this is a better name for that, you know, for what you got going on there. I think that's a fine name, Jonathan. But, uh, you know, that reminds me of who Christ was to the church at Ephesus, to that, to that church age, right? He was the prime mover, right? Um, and what, what Jonathan has and, and what many of us can have when we, when we realize that, man, we could get this joy in the Lord. Like it's, you know, it's something that actually enables us to minister unto people through him and um, man it's a new opportunity when you, when you have that realization it's a new opportunity um, and when you go through it and this is kind of what Dan was saying when you go through it not for the, the purpose 
of Christ, but with the person of Christ. Um, man, that's a beautiful thing, right? That's how God wants us to operate. So, um, forgot my list. Who's next? Oh, okay. All right, so next up, we have the queen of fall retreat, Lorena Reyes. Okay. I'm not a queen, just saying. Um, it's a little cringy. <laughs> um, uh, on a serious note, um, I just want to thank everybody. Um, my leaders, my disciples, my friends here. Um, so just kind of briefly, I, I grew up in a dysfunctional home, so this is truly my family. Sorry. Um, Friday morning, when Brandon was preaching on uh, Luke 14, 25 through 26, it says, If any man come to me and hate not his father and mother and wife and children and brethren and sisters, yea, in his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. And whosoever does not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. Um, in that message alone, the Lord showed me just like how hard my life was. Um, and it was essentially just to prepare me, um, to give me all of this. To give me strong fathers in the faith, um, um, brothers and sisters that encouraged me. So essentially I counted the cost and I chose to love Christ more than my family. And so I'm just saying that it was worth it for anyone who's struggling with loving their family more than Christ. Um, so beautiful on the other side. Um, so just briefly, I got saved when I was 20. Um, I played college basketball. I was my senior's homecoming queen. I did awesome things as president of a sorority and campus ministry. So as you can see, naturally, my flesh desires performance. Um, in 2019, I started attending Midtown. I finished discipleship in 2020. I finished D2 and now discipling and currently taking LFBI classes. But I've been missing the whole point. After a few days, um, a few days before retreat, I was hanging out with Victoria, and she reminded me how hungry I was when I first came to Midtown. I was humbled. Recognized I was being reminded by the Lord that I lost that hunger, that fire of knowing who Jesus is. So sure enough, the Lord was preparing my heart to hear from him at retreat. And so the first night, Pastor Dan taught in Revelations 2, and I found myself connected with the Church of Ephesus right away. Faithful, full of zeal, equipped, well discerning, and they stood on good doctrine I acknowledge the things, the good things of this church and related to the good things they were known for, yet still falling short in the most crucial aspect of their walk with the Lord. And that's in Revelations 2, 4, when he said, nevertheless, I have somewhat against thee because thou hast left thy first love. 
I was convicted. I knew that I allowed myself to say yes to ministry, people, and even the world more than God. So as you continue to read in verse five, the first part, he says, remember therefore thou, once thou art fallen, and repent, and do the first works. So I'm reminded in John 6, 28 through 29, what the first works of the Lord are. But essentially lesson one of discipleship. Ephesians 2, 8 through 9. For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I don't want to disciple this pattern into those around me or my spiritual children or my future children. I am physically tired, overworked, because I've forgotten the basics. I don't want to lose sight of believing in the person of Jesus and who he says he is. Matthew eleven twenty eight 28 through 30, come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And learn is to hear, to be informed, to learn by use and practice. So my takeaway, my personal application, Romans 12, 1 through 2, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove whether it is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So just briefly, Paul does not mention our works to be a reasonable service. It is an action of choosing to offer your mind and body. So I encourage you, brothers and sisters, those currently in discipleship or D2 or taking LFBI classes, or those who even may choose to to follow Christ today, which is the best choice you can make, by the way. Um, Don't waste your time performing for the Lord because it's exhausting. Instead, choose to be like Mary and sit, sit at his feet as it says in Luke 10, 38 through 42, Mary is a picture of Romans 12, 1 through 2. And to top it off, it's what Jesus considered to be the good thing. Um, so just pray for me. Pray that I would sit at his feet. Pray that I would become a student of his heart and pray to believe his promises. And then to close Philippians 3, 8 through 11. Yea, doubtless I count all things but lost for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whom I have suffered, suffered the loss of all things, and counted them but dung that I may win Christ, and be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith, that I may know him, and the power of his resurrection, and the fellowship of his sufferings, being made conformable unto death, if by any means I might attain the resurrection of the dead. Um, guys, before I forget, real quick, um, we, we have a, another fellowship that's doing service right up here, and we're, we're interrupting when we clap. So if we could switch it over to a snap. You can snap pretty loud, right? Um, let's do that instead, okay, um, to be respectful. But, uh, man, that's something that, you know, was worth cheering for, Lorena. Thank you for sharing and being so 
so honest. Um, man, guys, we need that same prayer, right? We don't want to perform in ministry. We don't. Um, Lorena's testimony reminds me of a question that Brandon asked all of us uh, on his first night when he shared a very personal testimony of, of a time that you know, he had to you know, question family and faith. Um, and the question he asked was, do we know what we gain when we obey Jesus Christ? Um, and we don't know until we've obeyed Jesus Christ fully. But um, what we gain is, is, is a real family. And we gain a sister like Lorena. And uh, that is a gift, guys. So um, next up, and we're going we're to snap for the, the walk-ups too, okay, um, is Rebecca Powers. Hey, guys. Oh, my gosh. Um, I'm just going to read my testimony because if I just go with the whatever I wrote down. I'm just going to be all over the place. Um, gosh. Okay, so throughout Dan's messages regarding the seven churches, um, I realized that it explained... Dang it, I didn't want to cry. Explained the past two years of my life, um, specifically on how I've dealt with my grief losing my mom and how that affected my whole... Um, life and walk with the Lord. It started in the church of Ephesus when my mom first got diagnosed with cancer two years ago. This was new and shocking news and I felt so ill-equipped like a baby that was trying to figure out how to deal with what life was throwing at me. At this time, I wanted to run away from my problems and act like everything was okay. Then came Smyrna. At this time, it felt like there was so much attack on not only me, but my whole family. This was the season where my mom passed away. Through this turmoil, the love and comfort I felt from my family, and the Lord was like no other. God was, in fact, preparing us to walk through that valley, uh, that valley with him. As time went on, my mind turned double-minded, just like in Pergamos. Um, I've never had to lean on the Lord with my life as much as this time, but all the while, I also had one foot in the world. I made so many mistakes that made in bad decisions that clearly went against God's word, and I justified it because of the circumstances in my life. This is one of the lowest times in my life, and I was severely depressed and anxious every day. I, I tried to hide how I was feeling, but I ended up producing bad fruit just like in Thyatira. The lost world was a platform within my life. Um, Eventually, I recognized that I can't keep living my life like this, and I wanted to make a change. Instead of going to God's word, and um, I decided to fight it with my own power, um, very similar to Sardis. Therefore, I became very spiritually dead and hard-hearted because I wanted to get through this battle on my own. Of course, this didn't work, and all those sins and desires came rushing back into my life. I began to love and desire to be in the world again. 1 John 2.15 says, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. The love, if the man, any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. This verse is something that I've needed to hear for a really long time. I grew weary of going to church and being in fellowship because my fear would get the best of me every time. Little did I know that my love for the world and sin was what was separating me from having genuine fellowship and a relationship with God. 
I have been living my life like the thorny soil that produces no fruit. I want to have the love of Christ in my heart, just like my mom did. To honor her, I want to have empathy for others the same way she and the Lord had for me. The Church of Philadelphia is the one I want to represent my life with from here on out. I, rec I recognize that I can't do anything in my own strength. Only through the Lord can I have true fellowship and peace with others. Regardless on how much I think I'm following the Lord, at the end of the day, I need to be willing to put the Lord over everything in my life and sacrifice what's needed to follow Him. I have to be willing to come to a point where I start to love the Lord more than the world and the desire to be a part of it. Only with Christ can I be a disciple and carry out what He's called me to do. Um, another thing is... Um, with discipleship and also being in Bible study, um, I really wanted my heart to be in it, and I really wanted to like truly love these girls and um, just all the leaders in my life. But because that sin I had and I was burying it in my heart, um, I couldn't pass that barrier at all, and it just led me to be fearful and anxious and um, wanting to just shut myself out. Um, but in reality, the Lord is just trying to get me to repent of my sins and also just trust him that I can move on and I can have a genuine relationship and love for the Lord. So, yeah, that's it. Okay. Well, Rebecca, thank you. Um, guys, you know, Rebecca, um, yeah, she's been getting discipled by my wife for, for months now, and I've, I've gotten to see a lot of her. And um, man, what a mature testimony to share with us all, Rebecca. Um, you know, Rebecca acknowledges the line in the sand, right, that Jesus has, has put before her, and she's seen that in the midst of serious afflictions, that um, Christ is there before and he's there after. Um, and man, that's a result of. Guys, leaning into Christ and leaning into the Word, even when you're struggling, right? To just keep going. And um, what comes out of it is, is somebody who's, you know, young and, and, but at the same time mature and well prepared to minister um, to other people. And that, man, that's, that's just awesome. So, whew, super soggy up here. Um, okay. Uh, next up is. Our guy, Noah. Hello, hi, I'm Noah. Um, so this is my second fall retreat and I'm really thankful um, just for like retreat and having it as this break because last year I kind of definitely was in the place of Smyrna and like not excited to be at Midtown, not excited to be where I was at. And so like very thankful to see how the Lord has used that. But there's still like, similar to last year, the Lord had been working on a lot of things on my heart and like placing those things in front of me and I was ignoring them. And kind of the same thing kind of came up this year. And um, like the past two weeks have just been like some of the most like overwhelming within my walk and like just due to so many things like out of my control, whether it's school or like work or friends or like family relationships, like all things that I can't control. 
and that's kind of been the semester as well. Um, like there's been, I'm at the Art Institute a few blocks that way, and there has been so much fruit that year, and the Lord is, or this year, and the Lord has given us so much uh, favor, and we're so undeserving of it. But um, we've been like, we have a campus Bible study. We've been making these zines to give out, which like a zine is like a book. I feel like I need to always give like clarification with that. Um, but like we've been doing this, and I've been like trying to like get the zine set up, and from the beginning, like doing all these things, and like just doing, like working, kind of like what Lorena was talking about, like forgetting what I'm doing this for. And like, like I, can, I could do all these things all I wanted, but nothing was going to matter. And so the very first night, I like was just excited just to be there and have this moment. But as soon as Brand, or Dan started talking about Ephesus, I like immediately just knew like this was who I, like this is the church that um, I identified with. And I in, in ways felt called out. Um, there's a verse he said, in Reve- or he quoted from Revelation 2.5, um, remember therefore from whence thou art fallen and repent and do the first works or else I will come um, unto thee quickly and will move thy candlestick out of um, his place except thou repent and like that verse scared me um, with like a fear of not like fear of the world but fear of the Lord and wanting to um, wanting to glorify him and I don't want him to take away or like because of my folly and because of my focusness on the works of the things um, of ministry and not of the true things of ministry. I didn't want these things to fall away. And so it made me kind of have it recognized, like within my servanthood, like where is that coming from? Like what is like, so I'm trying to bring this up. Um, is my servanthood rooted in the genuine love and with a father's heart or is it for busyness or is it for the glorification of myself? Um, and if I want to have a father's heart for my Bible study and the souls at KCAI and the people around me, um, that has to be filtered through the lens of the Lord and the Holy Spirit, and I have to trust in him with that, and I can't rely on my own self. Um, and I don't want my servanthood to be lackluster or lukewarm, um, and neither to my servanthood the people of KCAI. Um, and so Brandon also said a verse in Luke, Luke 14, 27, and whosoever doth not bear his cross and come for out, can you read my own handwriting? <laughs> come over me, cannot be my disciple. Um, and I just realized, like, I... Like, again, I'm working and doing all these things, but where is my sacrifice for the guys in my Bible study? Where is the sacrifice for people at KCAI? Um, and I just think about all the people that were ministering to me when I first came um, because I hated KCAI and I hated Kansas City. And now I'm here and I'm staying here and that's sweet, but like there is so much love and I would hate to not be able to show that love because I'm focused on the things, um, the small things that actually don't matter. And so, yeah, I just want my servanthood to glorify the Lord and be genuine. So yeah, thank you guys. Um, yeah, guys, that's a, that's a really important thing for everybody in Kaya to realize, right? Is that like our servanthood should be genuine. And, and, and again, this is like, this is kind of a theme that we see here now, but uh, you know, that being in genuine, it, it, it takes place when we leave the person uh, of Christ behind um, as, as we move forward in, in the purpose of Christ. And, um, and then along with that, it's like lines get blurred when we get busy, right? And, um, and you know, that reminds me of the church at uh, Pergamos. Um, and t- and to, that, to that church age, that generation, uh, Christ was the divider um, from, from the world and from people, you know, of faith. And um, yeah, guys, we got we to gotta allow Christ to divide those things from our lives. So 
Thank you, Noah. That was good, bro. Um, next up, we have got MJ. Hi, guys. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, this was my first fall retreat, and it was an absolute pleasure to be in fellowship with you all and to hear Dan and Brandon preach side by side. Uh, Dan spoke of the seven churches referred in Revelation chapters 1 through 3, and for me, the big takeaway was Pergamus. Sadly, this was the church I felt I related to the most, the one being double-minded and married to the world. It was so easy, it is so easy to let yourself be like the world, and I tried to justify it by saying, well, maybe I'm not one foot in, one foot out, but maybe I just <laughs> dip my toes in. <laughs> um, as Dan put it, it's not denying faith, but joining hands with the world. I go to the Art Institute, and there are times where I find myself indulging in stories, glorifying my past with um, the people there as if I am still living it. I have been dual-minded, dual-minded, articulating a murky testimony and corrupting the seed I should be sowing. So ultimately, I need to go deeper. I need to cross that line because there is no power being in between. Thank you. Thank you, MJ. You know, I always tell the story about MJ, but um, when we first met, she like very nonchalantly said, you know, you've always reminded me of a villain. <laughs> and I was like, a villain? She was like, yeah, just like something about the way you look. You look like you were a villain at one point. But like you're a villain who became like a good guy, and, and now you're a good guy. And, um, and yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know about that. But um, MJ, look at where we are now, both on the, on the same side, fully and wholly. Um, yeah, thank you for sharing. Um, Next up, guys, we have got Rachel Watson. Yeah, that's fine. Um, hi. Um, so my name is Rachel. I've been coming to Midtown for about five, almost six years. And I've been in Kaya for... <laughs> for um, about three, so this is my fourth fall retreat, and I'm always so excited just to like have sweet fellowship with everybody, and then just like the picnic, and everybody's so excited, and then you go to a sermon, and they just like get you, like everyone, like you do that four times, so it's great, um, <laughs> and then so Friday morning for my quiet time, I was going over. Um, Luke 8 for the emotion study, and um, it's about the sower of the seeds. So then we went over again on Saturday morning, 
It's good. <laughs> um, but every time I go through that passage, I just recognize myself as um, like the thorny ground, which if you're not familiar, it's the ground that um, has weeds growing in it. So the fruit can't grow as it should. It just gets choked out. And for the emotion study, we had to list like what factors we thought like made us that way. And I um, just said like my education, my comfort. I don't like to be uncomfortable, as you can see. Um, my agenda, my timeline, like things, certain situations I want in my life. If the Lord hasn't provided it for me, then I want to like try and go and do it myself, which never really ever works out. Um, but then when Brandon was going over it, he said to um, take responsibility for your own soil. And the own person who can do the weeding in your life is you or me. And um, I was getting, I was really frustrated for like all these times that I've gone over this study and I'm like, man, like why are these weeds not being removed from my life? Like why do I feel like I'm the same? Like why do I feel like I'm not growing? And it's because I wanted them to be there. Like I liked my little weeds. And um, I just had like this um, kind of viewpoint that's like, I'm doing these things, they make me happy, but nobody's getting hurt, so it's fine. Like, I can be on TikTok for two hours, like, and nobody's gonna die. Um, so I, yeah, I just had like this very Laodicean viewpoint of my, um, like, worldly things that I do. Um, but I realized that even though I'm not hurting people, um, there are consequences. Like, I've missed evangelistic opportunities because of my comfort. Like, I'm not sowing any seeds. Um, and I would, like, hate to think that I've crossed paths with somebody, and because I didn't share the gospel, like, they're never going to hear it again. And, like, I hope that's not, but it's, like, a possibility. Um, I've grieved my spirit, and um, I've hurt my testimony. Um, and so I think all of that kind of encompasses, like, the church of Pergamos and, like, being double-minded, um, and it kind of reminds me of 2 Corinthians 6.14, be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers, for what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness, and what communion hath light with darkness? Um, and I always read that, and I thought it was just a verse about, like, actual marriage, like, don't be married to people who aren't saved, who aren't Christian, but it's, like, more than that, um, it's, like, within yourself, like, you cannot be in two places at once. You can't be in the world and you can't be in Christ. Like you're, you can't, it just won't work. Um, and I didn't want to progress down that church age line of the Thyatira and Sardis. Like I don't wanna be like a walking Spanish inquisition. Like I just, <laughs> I wanna be the church of Philadelphia. And if I could snap my fingers and make myself be the church of Philadelphia and make all of my weeds be gone, I would do that, but I can't. And it's gonna take a lot of work and a lot of seasons like to pull all of those weeds out of my life. Um, and I you know a lot of times like you can pull the weeds out and they'll grow back anyway. And so there's just like a lot of deep-rooted stuff that I need to um, address. Like I have these friends from middle school, like they're my two very best friends in the whole entire world, but they're lost. And I just have to decide, like, am I going to share the gospel with them? If they don't receive it, like, how much time am I going to be spending with these people? Um, but what's being taken out needs to be replaced. 
So in Philippians 4, 8, it says, Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, just, pure, lovely, good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. So the things that I remove from my life, I want to um, add something new to read, to my read my Bible, to pray, to hang out with you guys, like just be, to replace the thing so then another world thing doesn't just fill that hole. And um, at the end of the church, of this church age of Laodicea, the Lord wants to be, us to be seated with him on his throne. And I want myself to be there. I want to see everybody here there. I want to see my friends and family there. And I just um, need to like think about and work on um, what like role I play in that. So, yeah. Man, Rachel, that was, that was good. That was a lot. You, you've like really confronted yourself about a lot of things. Um, and, and guys, that's what happens, right? When we, when we look at the word and we say, where, where, how do I line up with this? How do my actions line up with this? And oftentimes what they reveal are a bunch of weeds coming through the cracks, right? And, and like Rachel said, um, she kind of liked her weeds. And, um, you know, that, that's, that's a very real thing. Like, there's, there's very specific things that we're predetermined not to let go of. Um, and that, that's what double-mindedness results in, right? Um, you can't have a clear conversation uh, when you're double-minded. You can't have a clear conversation with yourself even. Like you're, it's, it's just so out of balance. Um, but uh, man, what, was Christ to, what, what is Christ to Laodicea, guys? What is he? He's the truth. Yeah, and the truth sets us free from that double-mindedness. And man, we are graciously given that truth uh, from our Lord. So thank you, Rachel. Um, next up, we've got three left, is uh, Dylan Schaefer. Um, uh, yeah, I, uh, coming into retreat had a lot of mixed feelings and, uh, I was excited because it was retreat and this was, I don't know, my fourth one. I've been coming since I was a senior in high school and every year, um, God's used something to, uh, change my life coming to retreat. And, uh, the first one I went to got me to move here. And so, uh, I'm very thankful for fall retreats, and so I was real excited. Also, I learned that I was going to be coming with Nikki and Heidi and Lucy. I don't know if she made it in here, but uh, that was stoked. I was stoked for that, and uh, it was a good car ride. But also with that, like, I knew God was going to do something. I knew God was going to speak to me in some way, and uh, I knew I was going to hear from him, and that made me nervous, and uh, that made me anxious because... I know that when God speaks, I have to answer, I have to respond, and so I was nervous. I had mixed feelings because I knew I was going to have to change something in my life. And so uh, Dan opened up, before he even started his sermon, he uh, 
in his introduction, he said, a lot of you are going to be making choices this weekend. And then he said, some will last a day, two days, a week, a month, till New Year's, and so on. And some of you are going to be making choices that will last you till you die. And so I was like, well, shoot. <laughs> you haven't even started yet. And you're already coming right at me. And so uh, I knew I had to... Some, some things, like I knew those weeds that I had in my life. I knew those things that I already had to deal with, and I kept putting them off. And then in that moment, I knew that, that God was showing me um, I had to deal with those distractions I had in my life, the sin that I had in my life, and uh, the things that I was holding on to. And uh, I had to be resolved in my decision to get rid of those things, and uh, things that would last a lifetime. And so... Uh, Dealing with myself uh, first, dealing with my sin and the distractions I had, I thank God that Dan opened that way because then for the rest of the retreat, I could focus on how I could better serve the Lord and uh, how I could set myself aside and focus on what he's called me to do. And so, and, and like, that's always how it is. Like, we're, we're always the ones that are getting in the way of our service to the Lord. And uh, I'm glad that that's how we open. But um, Brandon opens up the next morning and talks about our intentions, our motives in ministry. So uh, he, he explains that the only motive that we should have is to follow Christ with abandon, to uh, rid everything, rid all our flesh, rid the things that we're holding on to, get rid of the distractions, and follow Christ abandoning those things. And... Uh, abandoning uh, the things that I thought on the night before. And so it came up again. Like, uh, I, I knew I needed to get rid of things, and I knew that in order to, do, in order to serve the Lord, I had to uh, follow with abandon. And uh, then in his next message, uh, he follows up uh, with describing what ministry is. And so he describes in great detail that ministry is evangelism. Like, uh, ministry is... The ministry that we were all called to is to share the gospel, and uh, that looks different for all of us. We all have different gifts and different things that we're able to do, but for all of us, the ministry is to share the gospel. And so Second Corinthians five, seventeen through 18 says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And all things are of God who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and hath given to us the ministry of reconciliation. So Christ gave us this ministry. And uh, we're to evangelize. We're to share the gospel. And uh, I'm, uh, it's my job to, uh, to sow seed and uh, be smart about where I sow it and not be flippant about it and not be uh, nonchalant about how I approach evangelism, how I approach my campus. And uh, um, Brandon taught a whole message on that. But, but what I need to understand was that uh, whether or not the hearts of men yield fruit is God's business, it's not mine. And uh, I was burdening myself with um, desiring to see results and in Rockers campus, in my Bible study, in uh, my own life, like I was burning myself with needing to see results and then exerting my flesh, exerting what I can do to create results and uh, ended up in wrong things. But like Brandon said, it's not my business, it's God's. And so I need to trust the Lord and trust that he's going to do 
what he said he was going to do, and I need to believe that, and I need to do what he called me to do, which is be obedient and share the gospel. And so uh, this, uh, um, this was cool, because uh, after retreat, we, uh, we drove, it was all my siblings at this point, um, it was me, Sierra, and Nikki, and we were able to pass through Springfield, and uh, uh, my grandpa, he lives... He lives in Springfield, and uh, he's not a believer. Um, he's my dad's dad, and uh, we've been trusting uh, for his salvation for a long time. Um... And it just showed me that <laughs> he's getting old. Um, he uh, was explaining to us all his health problems he's having, and uh, he's weak, and he's like not getting out of bed, not wanting to eat, um, barely able to work, which is all he does. He tries to work on stuff and tinker on trucks and his land, and uh, <laughs> he can't do any of that. And uh, it just showed me that we don't have any time. Like, our time is so short. So I don't have time to be disobedient. Um, I have to do what God called me to do. And uh, that's just one example. That's family. Um, we all have friends. We all have campuses. We have uh, jobs, coworkers. And uh, if we're disobedient, we're... Uh, we're taking away from them. They're, uh, they're going to hell, and uh, I don't want to be okay with that. And so I have to be obedient and share the gospel with uh, my campus, with my friends, and uh, with my family. And so, yeah. Thanks, guys. Um. Man, guys, that's what it looks like to be broken over souls, right? Um, and it's, it's not a side thing that we do as, as followers of Christ. It's the most uncomfortable thing we probably do as followers of Christ. But if we don't fear outcomes, right? If we don't live in fear of outcomes, um, we can do that and not worry about what's uncomfortable about it. Um, and, uh, yeah, and Dylan gets that, and we all need to get that. Uh, we all need to, to feel that the same way that, that Dylan does. If, if we're followers of Christ, we will, right? Um, thank you, Dylan. Love you, bro. Um, okay, uh, next up, we've got Matthew Darius. Definitely relate to that, Dylan. Um, so, uh, yeah, I just wanted to thank everybody um, just for the retreat. It's really nice. It's definitely something that I don't want to give up. Um, just always really glad to go every year. Everybody puts so much work into that. So thank you guys, and, you know, thank you to Dan and Brandon. Um, you know, the, the fellowship this year was something that I was definitely, like, 
praying about because me and my wife uh, contend to just kind of stand on the edge of the circle looking in. And uh, yeah, so that's something that we were like praying about. And uh, it was really good to actually, you know, like play games and just and just hang out with people and meet meet new people. And so, yeah, I just want to thank you for that. And so I have two convictions um, from Follow Retreat and, well, not only, two that I wanted to share, uh, but being double-minded and just being bold for Christ. And so I would have to say that there's been a long season um, back since like goes back to January February February where it kind of lost that like fire uh that new believers like fire in me and um you know I felt like I was always failing and and my natural mood is like cynic and uh skeptic and so I'm like did did God really say that did you know like uh that sounds like you know I there's always some selfish like desire behind you know whatever pastor brandon is saying or whatever you know some you know i don't know it's just it's just annoying um that that is my fleshly like mood um and so yeah it was nice uh being able to grab my brother seth and just like uh, you know, I was like really questioning, like, okay, you know, is this what I actually believe? Like, is you know, like my salvation, uh, if God was real, and all all these things, and I was able to grab my brother Seth and and sit down with him and and talk about those things, and just because I didn't have that fire in me or that like that that emotional side of things that I was doing something wrong, and you know, we talked about how in relationships like relationships with my wife i don't try to reduplicate you know our first date to the because that would just kind of be weird because i'm trying to just get that meet like that means to an end of just trying to get that emotional feeling out of it and we, so why would i do that with god why would i say to myself like oh well if i don't have this emotion then you know god must not be real or yeah, it's it's just stupid. <laughs> um, and so um, another thing is I like feel like I've been being called to James one and uh, and like I, I just started reason, reading James because it was short <laughs> and I liked like James chapter three. I was like, okay, I'll start in James, and then it's like when it's talking about being like double-minded and like wavering like a like a wave in the sea and being a doer of the work and not just a hearer and not a forgetful hearer which is what i am and um yeah it was just really cool and then i i grabbed my brother eric in the morning and i sat down with him and he's like let's study james one i'm like okay god i get it I get it, and uh, but the thing was, I, I really wasn't because I kept going back to that that same default condition, um, and so yeah, it just whenever like Dan was preaching, I I definitely felt like I was like the Church of Smyrna, 
where I would just kept letting that, that like persecution persist in my mind and, and just hold me back. Um, and I'm, and I'm also tired of being Laodicean and I'm, and I'm tired of being like lazy. Uh, I'm tired of feeling convicted and not doing anything about it. Uh, too scared to come down to the altar. Um, tired of waking up in the morning and not being able to meet with the Lord because I'm like too comfy in my bed. But yet at the same time, I can go and I can meet with Eric in the morning. I, like I can get up for five minutes, like out of, out of my bed in five minutes and run down to the other cabin and I can meet him, but I can't meet God. And you know, we were learning about the persecution of the church. Uh, there was that missionary not to, like a couple weeks ago, and you know, just listening to all the bold things that people did for Christ, and even in in the histor- history of the church, what, what Dan was talking about, um, when we were learning about like bold men and, and women, and just the things that they did for God. But I'm standing over here, and I can't do this when I'm praising because I'm too scared or I'm not bold enough. I can't, like, praise you, God. I had that thought for a year until, like, on on Saturday night, I was like, okay, or Friday night, I was like, okay, God, you're worth it. Like, that's, it's so silly. It's, it's just the hand. It's just the hand. And and so um, yeah, I like, and I'm I'm just tired of of that. Uh, I want to preach the gospel to my friends and my family, um, like I did when I first had that fire, like when I and I want to be a part of God, and, and like I want to be the good sower, and I want to be fruitful to God, and. Because like that's like serving God with God. That's all I desire. And so another thing that like I got out of, um, oh and yeah, just like the reward far exceeds whatever cost I'm going through. So, and then, you know, just like blade in the, that baptism, um, he made it really simple by saying, only Christ, only Christ, only Christ, only Christ. And every time he said that, like, I just, like my blood pressure was like, Okay, is he gonna stop? Okay, but no, keep going. <laughs> and and uh, and it, but it's so simple. And so you know, like Second uh, Corinthians ten uh, five, casting down imagine, uh, imaginations and everything high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Only Christ. And yeah, so I mean, I'm I'm tired of being double-minded. I'm t- I'm tired of sitting outside of the circle, staring back in, 
like I want to be a part of Midtown. I want to be like I, I desire th these things, and so like I'm going to put an action plan. And I don't know what that looks like right now, but you know, like praying over these things that I'm not going to be double-minded anymore. That I'm going to let patience work her perfect work, and yeah, that I'm not going to proceed in my faith wavering. Um, yeah, so that's what I got out of uh, Fall Retreat, so thank you. We hope that today's message encouraged you to follow Christ in His Word. For more information about Kaya, for service times and information about our disciple-making ministry, please visit our website at caya.live.com.